Hi, I'm Nate. I'm Noah. And welcome back to another Chats episode of Talking Lion. We just put out a new song called Tendencies with our friends Transviolet. And in this episode, we're talking to Casey Cook, who co-wrote the song with us almost two years ago. Casey is an incredible songwriter and artist and was recently on the show Songland. Here we talk about the process for writing Tendencies, the journey that the song took after we wrote it, and what it's like to be a songwriter and artist in Los Angeles. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and be sure to check out our new single, Tendencies, with Transviolet. So, without further ado, this is Talking Lion. Well, hey. Hey. Welcome on Talking Lion. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's uh, it's good to see you. I, I feel like I haven't seen you because usually we run into each other like out and about. Right. And we haven't been out and about in a while. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> how, how are you handling everything in the, in the quarantine? I've been okay. It's been a lot of like just constant adjustments of figuring out what to do next and trying to keep up with our job as songwriters and as artists. I've learned how to produce in the in the midst of everything. Not oh, super awesome. well, but I'm, you know, <laughs> beginning, so that's been cool. I feel like I feel like everybody, like every songwriter who even just like dabbles with production just becomes that much more like efficient and effective because then you can just even if you can't do like the final piece or whatever, you can convey what you want like from your song. Totally. Yeah, that's been like a a big game changer. Like I already feel a difference in that, so that's cool. I'm I'm a pretty shit producer, but I I can talk about it enough. Yeah. To make sure good producers know what I want from something. That's you know? everything. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been doing like the FaceTime sessions and stuff? I did a little bit in the beginning, and then I kind of trailed off. I don't know. I just I'm. They're hard. They're hard. I want to it's be hard. in the room. I want that energy. I want that you know umph of my co-writers being like, yeah, you know, like jumping up and down. <laughs> I think it's a vibe, like so much of writing is just catching the vibe of like what's in the room. Totally. And, you know, we'll talk about it throughout this episode, but like I feel like so much of tendencies, I don't even remember necessarily even being in the room. I remember walking around, you know, and just yeah. sort of like, you know, feeling out Echo Park and like letting sort of, you know, opening up your head and like seeing what comes in. So I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like the FaceTime sessions kind of came and went for us. Yeah, if, yeah. it kind of feels like everyone's writing a song alone and you're all just kind of like sharing information. It's like, this is what I'm working on. It's like, well, I'm working on this and it's like right. kind of disjointed. Right. But yeah, we, uh, I, th- I think the, the, the bright side of this, if there is a, a bright side, is that we were, instead of writing new stuff, we focused on stuff that, that haunted us. And one mm. of those was Tendencies, which we yes. all wrote together like almost... Was it a year and a half ago? Almost two years ago? Yeah, like two years, I think. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, uh, you know, time time flies when you're- uh, In a global pandemic. In a global (laughs) pandemic, yeah. (laughs) I feel you on that though. Like revisiting old songs has definitely been what I've been up to as well. Just because you're like, I've got the time. What about all these ideas that are just sitting on a hard drive or just sitting in a voice memo, you know? Yeah, because some of some of those songs just need a little extra love. Like some yeah. of, of those songs just need like you know we just finished up a song called "We're Fine," which took us five years essentially. Oh wow! Because just we never you know we we kept just like slowly piecing Chip, it together, yeah, like chipping, chipping it together. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah, kind of like a, like a woodshed project. You know, it's just like I'm gonna I'm gonna craft a, a wooden duck. Yeah, and I'm gonna touch it every you know once every uh, five years. <laughs> right. <you know? laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. I've never met anybody who's like working on a wooden duck, but for some reason I was like imagining like, it's like working it's like on that a guy in Minnesota duck. who made the largest one man spun ball of twine oh, over, yeah. over 40 years. He, he rolled one ball of twine and then it gave him cancer, but he did it anyway. Oh my God. It's a true story. Wow. Uh, <laughs> well, I was trying to chase the thread. Nice. Nice. Of nice. how we all, uh, how we all met and I realized it was David Street and the event that he put on, right? Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. Wow. It was the, the, the David Street at BMI put on like dating. the show and tell. Oh, yeah, show and tell, dating. show and tell at the den, I think. Yeah, yeah. We were all playing it like on, on speakers. Yeah, that's right. And we all had like mutual friends and, and whatnot. Like it, it was really encouraged in that, that room to just talk to everybody and, and nobody has to tell me twice. Right. Totally. You know? <laughs> I, I, I'm curious. Actually, I don't know a ton about like your kind of backstory. How, how are you from LA? No, I'm uh, I'm from Rhode Island originally, born and raised, mm. and then I went to school um, in Nashville at Belmont, and then I oh, came cool. to LA. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. What? How long have you been in LA for? I've been in LA almost five and a half years now. Wow. I know. We're brushing up on on three, which feels like a, it flew absolutely flew by. Yeah. But uh, that that that's awesome. We we, uh, we passed through Nashville. On the way here, because we we came down from New York and Boston. Okay, yeah, um, Nashville's great. I love Nashville. I miss Nashville. I know, me too. It's fun. There's it's a fun. There's place. a cool, cool, cool vibe. Though I know a lot of the Nashville people that we liked writing with moved out here. Yeah, know? right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's cool because we 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 wrote tendencies our first session together. Yeah. Do you remember where where you were at in your life or like where we were all like at like at because I'm trying to remember what we what we were writing about, but it was it felt right. more just sort of like like a like letting it wasn't a specific thing. It was yeah. kind of letting go of a kind of kind of baggage or yeah. you know. I think it was like, you know, you want to make it work, but sometimes you just self-sabotage and you have these tendencies to do that. And I think maybe that's where it came from, possibly. I, I feel I feel like we were just it was a very comfortable session, but but it, we let we let the session take the time it needed. Like yeah. I think we we I remember my favorite like memory from it was that we were walking around and we went to a taco truck mm-hmm. and, we, and we were talking about relationships, the things that just sort of like you know coax the fires of of the song and the concept. Yeah. And Noah <laughs> like jokingly kind of out of nowhere was like nobody says when they'll leave you, they just do. Nobody says when they'll leave you. Yeah, I'm like, uh, we we both looked at you. We were like, what? I I, I remember that because it, the the line came to me, and I was like, this is such a dark thing, but I'm gonna say it. You weren't even writing; you were just talking. I was just yeah. talking. I was. It was just. It was like. It was like. It came to me as a bit, like in the way that, like, when you're in a social situation, you're trying to come up with a joke. I'm like, ooh, that's a good joke. Yeah. Which, in a sense, is similar to songwriting, but like. It, I wasn't, my brain wasn't in music. I was mm-hmm. just like, nobody says when they'll leave you, they just do. And everyone's like, whoa, that's yeah. heavy. Yeah, I think that was the coolest part about this session was like, we took so much time to just walk around and like eat and just talk. And then the session kind of came together, like when we got back, you know? That's the thing. I, I feel like there are the sessions you remember, like every painstaking lyric and how, yeah. and, and f- for me, all I, the two things I can remember about the, the session was just like how nice the vibe was. And, and you know, Noah saying that, that line while we were just sort of walking around. And also I think just like, I had a lot of fun with the post-chorus melody. The oh da- yeah. Da- da- Yeah, yeah that was sick. 
Because we were all at that point really like hype on the Charlie Puth record, and we were like, well, what if the post-chorus right. melody followed the pre-chorus yeah. melody? Because that's what he was doing in a lot of a lot of this stuff. I'm curious to see who who will notice that when they listen. Who will notice that? Mm. Like, yeah, it's kind of subtle. It's it's not mm. like an immediately obvious thing. I definitely feel that. Um, is there a line that stood out for you in the in the song and in the process? I just remember us writing like, "I'm running in circles. Maybe I'm insane. Keep doing the same thing, thinking I'll change." I'm running in circles. Maybe I'm insane. Keep doing the same thing, thinking. That was just such a powerful, like, yeah, that's insanity. Like, thinking you're going to change. Like, no, this is just what it is, you know? I always get, like, rocked by the flip a little bit. where You know, because it's like, you know, we, we often say, like, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing, thinking you'll get a different result. Right. But here it's, like, do the same thing. Thinking I'll be different, yeah, yeah you know, like, totally. and I, I like, I feel a lot of the different plans record, which is what this sort of, you know, album, like this, this, this record sort of turning into is about kind of like self reflection and like habit breaking, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, balance is is about not being so chaotic. Tendencies is recognizing it repeated just kind patterns. Of, yeah, just accepting that you are the chaos. Yeah, and, yeah. and we're fine is like a detailed journal entry on each time you made the same mistake. Yeah. Oh, you know, consist consistency for 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 its sake. You know. Yeah. Now, when the when the song was finished, did you think it was it, like? Did you think it was that was it? That was the session, or did you did you feel like the song had like this life going on? Oh no, I definitely thought the song had life. You know, I'm totally a big believer in like the whole process of the song. Like the reason it took so long is because we wanted to make it great. And like, I'm pretty sure we did like a few revisions just to get the production right, you know, and that's yeah. just, yeah. that's part of it. And I, I respect that because, you know, like once you put something out, like it's out. So why not make it the best kind of thing that you can make it. Well, I remember I would see you out and about and be like, I promise you we're putting it out. I don't know when, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how, I don't know. No, I mean, it's just, it's just part of it. Like I try to follow up with all the songs that I write. It's crazy. But you know, once you see your co-writers out and you're like, Hey, like what's going on with that song, <laughs> you know, but I had faith in it. I don't know. It's a process. The whole songwriting journey is a process. So. Well, I think the yeah. song always did, did haunt us. I, you know, I, even just like you know, when I would sit down at the piano, I would play the little post-chorus melody just for yeah. fun because it was fun to fun to play. But I think I think the the thing that really like yeah, I love that melody. That's great. I think the thing that really hit me was on the demo, and I didn't realize it until after the session was over. Like on the demo, you sounded a lot like Sarah from Transviolet. Right. And at first, I, I was like, "Oh, doesn't she sound a little bit like Sarah?" And then we later listened, and I'm like, "Oh, like we could also potentially ask Sarah." Yeah. Because at that point, you know, like you're an artist, but you also you you were telling us that you were mostly leaning in the songwriting right. world. This also pre Songland and and stuff. So right, it was totally. like we realized you guys like sounded similar, and so I was like, "Oh, right, I'm gonna ask." And so Sarah and I went to uh, a Thutmos show at Moroccan Lounge. And I was driving in my mom's Sienna, because that's the car I had. And I was like, I have this song 
that we wrote with Casey Cook, and it's great, and we really want you to sing on it. And I had one of those like FM transmitter aux cords okay. <laughs> in the car. Like I didn't have an aux cord. I had an FM receiver yeah. thing. And I'll tell you, every commercial in the Los Angeles area played over our first demo of Tendencies. No. It was like, like you got a little bit of the song in between like like a Taco Bell commercial <laughs> and, uh, and a KFC commercial. Like it was so hard to actually hear that. So when it was done, and you know, it's not like I could like find a better, like, oh, can we listen again, but on a better station right. or whatever? We were already at the show. She was like, it's good. <laughs> like it's, you know, she was like be- being really nice about it, but like the song did not have any of the magic because there was no song to really be, yeah. be heard. Then we were working on our stuff. They were working on their their record and, and all that. But when the quarantine hit, we were talking about like working working on records and, and she's like, well, hey, if you want to collaborate on anything, you know, let, let me know. And we're like, well, actually, I know I played this song terribly in my <laughs> my van, but here is uh you know here here's an, update. an updated version, and she's like I'm, I'm in, let's do it. Love that. And and Mike actually from Transviolet mixed it. Okay. What what was your uh, what was your reaction hearing hearing her sing? I mean, I thought she sounded great because we had kind of talked about the possibility of her being on it like back then, and I was like gung ho about it. Because I was, yeah, at the time I was kind of more focused on the songwriting path. I wasn't really sure what my artist project looked like. And so at that point I was just like, yeah, let's write songs and let's get them out and have other people sing them and, you know, spread spread the word. So yeah, I was stoked. I was like gung ho about her being on it the whole time. And then, you know, every time we follow up with it, you're like, no, like she's still, I think she's going to be on. I think she's going to be Awesome, awesome. I can't wait. And then, yeah, hearing it was like, that's perfect. It's a perfect match. So I'm stoked. I, I, I love that. Yeah. Well, what's, what's uh, and, and you touched on it too. I, I think so many writers or artists like do have trouble trying to figure out the lines between like all that stuff. 100%. <laughs> we were artists first that became songwriters somewhat accidentally. Yeah. How how do you find that you juggle those those two worlds? Um, um I definitely started out artist first and then kind of fell into songwriting, but I don't know. I just really enjoy like collaborating with great people and like writing amazing music and I think that I don't know. It's cool. Like as songwriters, you write a song and it can go in a totally different world than you ever saw yourself releasing it. It's just, it's kind of a a gamble, I guess. But as of recently, I'm kind of, I'm kind of leaning back more on the artist route because, you know, like been here for a while and growing up and why not kind of thing. I feel that. And, and you know, uh, why not both? You know, like right. there's nothing. I think what's also... We just had Axel on the show as well. Like, what's cool about the sort of post Songland two thing is that it focuses on both sides. I think as well. Like, mm-hmm. it's obviously a songwriting show, totally. But also, like everybody who you know is on as an artist in yeah. their own right, yeah, as well. Yeah. And, uh, and I see the com- like the community that's sort of formed around mm-hmm. that that as well, which is really really cool. Yeah, I mean, the community um, of writers is just such a great bond and. I don't know. It's it's just cool. I love being a songwriter in the community. I get a lot of joy in writing songs for other people that feel good. And like the, you know, the promise of where it could go is 
romantic to me, I guess. <laughs> right. Um, I, I was like the fact yeah. that like any any song could become anything. Like that's yeah. always been the thing that the, makes the, me... the piano ballad that you write could be like an EDM banger next week. Exactly. It happens all the time. Right. Yeah. And I'm I'm like dabbling in that world too. So I don't know. I'm kind of all over the map. <laughs> <laughs> no point. good i be, better all over the map than like stuck in one place stuck in yeah. one place yeah. yeah like i like my my advice to anybody starting out in la is just write a ton and just see where it goes yeah. and talk to everybody and totally go out to everything what would you what would you tell somebody who's just sort of getting into it literally what you just said and study the people that you want to be like because I think that's been like a really big helper in my journey. Like I'm studying the music that I want to write and the music that I want to be a part of and watch Songland. Honestly, you learn so much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just being like immersed in the industry in any way that you can, like get coffee with people and, you know, go to shows when they come back, when they come back. Um, yeah. You know, listen to podcasts. There's so many amazing resources out there. There's like no excuse for anything. And like myself well, included, it's like, keep learning. Why not? You know? There's a certain level of flexibility and an openness that comes with this territory. I mean, the openness for, for us to write together in the first place, the openness to spitball a line outside of a taco truck, the openness to try out another artist, you know, yeah. after the demo. Even like when Sarah was recording her ad libs, she had this one like the... the A part of melody mm -hmm. that we're like that. Well, let's repeat that, you know. Yeah. And and we, you know, then we retract our gang vocals over that, you know. And, and similarly, like we were about to send it out to to Sarah, and we were like, well, what if we tried instead of because it was originally like. I got these tendencies. Whoa, whoa. It, well, we spaced out tendencies in in the yeah because I got these. Yeah, tendencies. we we right, did it now. Did but that, now. that was the thing. It's like that had been our demo for two years, right. and then like on a on a whim, we were like, Can we, should we try this other thing? And clearly, the other thing, I guess, yeah, clearly it stuck. It, at first, I was like, this is weird, this is awkward, but now I can't. I, yeah, I can't, can't, couldn't even remember what the old version was. Demo love is real though. Let's demo be. Oh, it is real. so real. When when you touch a demo after like Oof. for the first time after like a year, you feel it feels like it sacrilege. Dirty. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it feels like you've done something. It feels like wrong. you've done something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, I want to move this kick around. It's like, how dare how you? Dare that you? kick has been there yeah, for yeah. a year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's planted, it's roots, it's there. <laughs> but the, on the on the other side, I feel like there's also, like with a song like We're Fine that we've been sitting on for like literally years and like had a sort of like rough, really scrappy demo production for a really long time. There was a moment, there's like a moment when you break through the demo love and you move enough stuff around that you're like, oh, like this could be anything. Like you yeah. could, this could be an entirely new thing. And that's always really exciting when you like pass the hurdle of the thing that you're attached to and you mm -hmm. break through the other side and you're like, oh, this could be like even better. Like this could like the diff when you, when you pass that, that feeling of like different is bad to like different is really, really good. Like yeah. that's one of the most exciting parts of well, the like take the best parts me. and make it even better. Well, and let it be informed too by like what, what you've been listening, you know, like we, we've been recording a lot of gang vocals in general. So now we add that to tendencies. Like yeah. we, you know, uh, we didn't necessarily know how, how to end it, but I think the fact that we've been listening to ain't it fun pretty much every day for like months, <laughs> definitely informed something the, about the fade out, you know, something the, about yeah. tendencies. <laughs> no. I, and similarly, you know, it's about the people that you're with. Like, you know, if when somebody like Sarah 
sings a really, really great melody and and gives it her all as an ad lib, you listen. Like, you know, if Ryan Tedder gives you, you know, feedback on a song, doesn't matter if the song's five years old. Yeah. Like that's- You gotta at least listen. Yeah. Yeah. At least take it into consideration. Totally. You know, it's like, it's like, I don't like that kick there. It's just like, who are you to say? It's been there for years. (laughs) It's been there for years. (laughs) I like the idea of it, like a song being like a temple that you can't touch the furniture. Yeah. You know, just like, you want to get rid of the piano? <laughs> that is actually a really that, good metaphor. That piano's yeah. been there longer than you've been born. <laughs> That's true. Uh, how how would you how do you fight demo love? I think for us, we just like we hail Mary in the weirdest direction possible, just to sort of break the trance of it. You mm-hmm. know. I mean, I struggle with demoitis. Um, I am a true demoitis person. Um, but I don't, I guess maybe it just depends on what it becomes next. Like, because you're so used to hearing it a certain way and loving that version as simple as it is, maybe just the next version, if you don't like those certain parts, like fix it. No, I like the idea of like, if you start at the small fixes, then you get in the habit of, of fixing the whole, you know, the yeah. sort of whole thing, you know, right? Like, if you can't touch it, then you can't touch it. But if it's like, okay, yeah, if you're once, if once change, you're fiddling with yeah. it, then it's like, then it's you know, you're right. making progress, even if it's in the wrong direction for a bit. Yeah, and then maybe just trying to like close your eyes and seeing it in this new frame completely. Yeah, maybe. I think I have two two more questions. All these questions are really really off off the. Actually, I have three questions, and they're all really off the dome. You know, they're all yeah. thinking about the song and what what kind of questions that have come come from it. But I think the first is so much of being a songwriter is getting to know the artist pretty quickly, like getting mm-hmm. comfortable in a space with with the artist. How do you like to do that best? Like, how do you get into that? Like for us, we you know we'll sit on the balcony, we'll walk around, we'll you know like how how do you like to sort of get to get to know the artist and also do you remember what it was like meeting us for the first time and trying to work with us for the first time yeah um I think I mean in any session you just want to just wants to be good vibes so like whatever it takes to get there whether it's talking about how your week is or what your day has been like if you're hungry love getting food because that's a great bonding experience (laughs) you know um yeah and just kind of just treating it like a date, honestly, like a you mm. want it to go well. So you just want to be yourself and encourage the other person to be themselves. And then that there's automatically this like sacred space that you have now bonded and formed. And now you can openly create and there's n- going to be no real like egos in the way or something like that. I think that's really important. Just being open and honest and being yourself and like, yeah, just letting it flow. I also, I love asking like where people are from and like how they got their start or, you know, something maybe like, I don't know, just random questions that just What's make you feel good. What's the worst break you've ever had? Yeah. What, what, what keeps oh, I you like, up at night? I like, I like asking the questions that make people feel really sad. I'm like, what, what, you know, what's the, what was the meanest thing somebody that you've been in love with has said to you? Like, <laughs> oh, that's actually a great question. How did it feel when your parents left? <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you guys feel the same way? Like, Yeah. No, I, I feel, and I, I throw this joke around a lot that like, you know, part of our job is making trauma catchy. Mm. So like you gotta, you gotta create a space where you can talk candidly about 
things because I don't like writing songs that don't have some kind of skin in the game. Yeah, like we've written plenty of like happy songs, or like whatever. But like I feel like any, I think any happy song is an earned song. Any sad song has to be felt mm-hmm. like that. I, I, you know, a happy song you get to, you get to, like you find happiness on a, on a journey that took something. Yeah, and a sad song is reflecting on something that's that you know, that you should feel and should still connect to. Yeah. And so I, I find that like, I like the origin stories because I feel like f- finding, you know, why somebody got into music is really, because it's a weird job and I feel like yeah. it takes a very specific person and a specific origin story to kind of get there. Right. But then I, I like to, you know, if I can get to a comfortable point where we can talk about relationships kind of candidly, you know, uh, whether that's with like family members or with, you know, with friends or, you know, or romantic because that's when you get to what's universal and specific. Like how did mm. this, you know, where did this fall apart specifically? And how does that relate to <laughs> things falling apart broadly? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess on, on, on that note, yeah. What, do you remember like your impressions of us when, when we started out? Because I, I remember just thinking you were awesome. Like you were throwing out <laughs> melodies that were that were awesome. And just oh. like we, we were making, I think we were being really goofy that day. So we were, we were making jokes. Yeah, you, you were being you were, goofy for jokes. sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we just we had a good vibe like going in. One of us was hungry or all of us was hungry and then we just tried to figure out where we should go for a minute and then uh <laughs> walked around and then as soon as we got food in our stomachs we we're like, okay, cool. This is good. This is good. I think like for me, sometimes I like to just get right into a session and I didn't really like totally go for the food vibe right away. Like I would rather start the session and like feel like I'm working on something and then get food. But in this case, like, you know, food was essential and it let us have the fuel to like actually create. So that's been something I'm like learning through like throughout this whole process. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was just like good. And then we were talking a lot and then we like moved to the porch patio area and kept talking there. And it's just it's cool to remember that the session sometimes doesn't need to happen like right in the session room. Like it can happen through a ton of conversations for like five hours sometimes. And then all of this information is like brewing in our system. And then we sit down and we're like, okay, here we go. (laughs) And we have all this stuff to pull from, from our conversations through the past five hours. So I don't know. It's all different. You know, you were you're saying like people should be listening to to podcasts and and gleaning what they can from other writers, and I think that was what was actually really game changing for me was hearing Benny Blanco on and the writer is talk about how you know he'll spend like you know eleven hours in a session just going go karting and yeah. like playing playing games yeah. and hanging out, and then the song happens in thirty minutes. Right. And I, I, when I heard that, I'm like, oh, like I'm not a weirdo. Like mm-hmm. I thought I was. I thought I was just an, an unprofessional piece of shit. Like I thought, <laughs> I, like because because I I just don't I don't love first sessions. I feel a pressure in them that like I I don't think I like work with particularly well. Mm. They they're always just a bit draining on me. Just just and I don't show it usually, but like. I, I definitely have a, a harder time. And so all I want the moment that a first session starts, it doesn't matter who with, like it's not on you or like anybody, but the moment that a first session starts, all I want to be doing is literally anything else. Right. And that is where the writing happens for me, I feel. Oh. Because when I'm not thinking, oh, like, does this person think I'm all right? Do I think this person's all right? Like instead mm-hmm. of like thinking about the room and the people and the writing and the process, I'm like, what do I actually want to talk about today? And how can I, how can this person 
make that happen? Or how can I make that happen for this person? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's why I think I'm always hungry yeah. at sessions because like that's my my response to like stress is like I'm a stress eater, you right. know? So I'm like, oh, oh food's, cool, I'm hungry. food's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think I've gotten, I've gotten better obviously in the last two years with that feeling, but you know, like I was still pretty new to songwriting when we first started writing. So yeah. I was like, Oh my God, first session, sitting down, pen, we're writing, we're writing now. I'm going to get a taco. (laughs) (laughs) I think my like quarry with that as well is like when you do like double sessions, like I've, I've stopped kind of doing the double session life, but you know, you want to like cram in a certain amount of time to like get a song done. But I also, I do think that the food part is important because it's bonding and it's, it's good. But yeah, when you're, when you're on that like routine of the just getting sessions oh, you know, done. The, the Nashville, the Nashville mentality is let's write three songs yeah. in one session, right? Kinda, right, totally. Kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just it honestly just depends on like what the vibe of everyone is. Like, I've done that where we've just written like hooks, and like yeah, like written like five, not five, maybe like four hooks, and then come back to that later on. Because if you're just in that mood, like, right, you know, if you want to crank them out, you want to crank them out. If you want to just write one song, maybe not even like finish the second verse, but like have a really great solid melody and concept and structure. It's all relative. So I feel, I feel like my brain is like an incredibly slow, like search engine. Like I feel like it's, it's like ask Jeeves circa 2003, (laughs) you know, where like I'll import like all of this information about, you know, how the person in the room's feeling or how I'm feeling or like whatever. And then it was on that for like a half hour, just mm. sort of circling around. And then it comes and then it all, and it's all there. But it takes, like, I have to like feed it and then let it like sit for a second and like load on like the dial up network <laughs> 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 until, you know, until, until it's there. So yeah, I, I have a, you know, I, I feel like it's a, it's a weird, it's a weird process. But I appreciate any, I think the reason why, why we worked out is because, yeah, you were flexible. You were open to, you know, like a different kind of session energy. I feel like yeah, there have been plenty of people we've written with who have not necessarily vibe with that, and it just turns into a, a like a, like pulling teeth in the session. Yeah, that's you know? the worst. That's literally yeah. the worst. So yeah, my my second question is, what do you hope people kind of get out of tendencies? Like my hope is people are driving down the highway, just like blasting it, mm. you know, and yeah, and kind of enjoy enjoying it and singing along through the fade out as I do with Ain't It Fun. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's I think it's a great song. It's fun. It's fun to sing along to. It's catchy. I don't know. I think they're going to like it. I think they're going to like it a lot. So my my last question is just broadly, what are you looking forward to? That is broad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to Oh my gosh, a lot of things. I just feel like this time, this pandemic has really made me like appreciate sessions, shows, people, hugs. I mean, <laughs> you name it. It's been it's been good like reflection time, but it's it's been hard. I'm looking forward to a lot of songs coming out. Um I've got a lot in the works with a lot of people and like everything's just very delayed at the moment, but I think that this time has given me like, you know, some good creative juices uh, to get back into. And, you know, I'm still learning this production situation, Um, but I think that's going to be really beneficial in like 
creating my own demos now. And I don't know. I'm looking forward to a lot of stuff. I'm I really miss like just our normal day day to day lives. I feel like we've lost a lot of time, but also gained a lot of perspective. So I don't know. I, I'm really looking forward to just being with friends again and being in just camaraderie of people. I don't know. What about you guys? To, to that note, I feel like we're, we're almost going to be like rediscovering our friends when we get out of this. Like, yeah. Sort of, yeah. You know, because there are some people who, you know, I guess we're sort of friends by circumstance or friends by, you know, or, or friends in before the quarantine who have had transformative experiences in the quarantine and now are just slightly different. You know, we're all yeah. just slightly, slightly different. Slightly um, everyone's different. got a new skill. Everybody's yeah. got, everybody knows how to make bread now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> But I, uh, I'm looking. For, I'm, I'm obviously looking forward to to this song coming out and for different plans to come out because it's just nice that these songs get to get to have life. I'm looking forward to writing with you again. You yeah. Know, I think that just listening to tendencies just reminded me of how how fun that session was and when we can go back to doing sessions. Yeah, um, seriously. You know, always always down for new songs on the horizon. But yeah, I think I think personally, I'm 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 looking forward to to figuring out what I what I what I need. I think like I think that, you know, I was running around and all this stuff and then all of a sudden the quarantine happened and, and I had to figure out what, what my priorities were in that. And now that I yeah. know that, I guess I know what I need. And I and now it's like, how how does that gel with the rest of the world? Yeah. I, I think I just want to know how like how I gel with with a world. Cause I do think I feel I feel different yeah. as I, I imagine a lot of people do. Yeah. I mean, going from running around doing a bunch of sessions per week to time off has been yeah crazy but maybe necessary for us to yeah figure out like what we really want in life and like what that looks like and working towards those goals to make that happen and not just doing the rat race because you think you need to do it um yeah and like getting more specific about what you actually want and going after it because that's i feel like that's the hardest part it's like you see this thing that you want but there's all these steps to do it and if you don't do it it won't you won't ever get there. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Just having this conversation has made me very specifically miss writing in a way that I haven't really thought about in a while. Mm-hmm. Just talking about like, you know, like going in with someone, e- even a first session that ha- carries its own kind of stress and pressure. Like I kind of like would like that right now. It would be nice to just like experience something new after. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to feel something. <laughs> I just want to feel so after <laughs> yeah. months and months of like the same thing every day, like being in the same room. Right. And and do it working on the same tasks like. Uh, I miss I miss the the chaos of like oh okay who do we have this week oh we're doing this session and we're doing this session and yeah like just like having new things happen and, and keep you in a routine yeah yeah so, yeah you know yeah just a fun kind of routine so I'm I'm looking forward to that I'm looking forward to seeing people again and get, finishing this record and finishing more records yeah and hugs you said hugs and yeah. I'm like oh, oh my god hugs. yeah right the hugs I mean come on I miss that so much. <laughs> <laughs> well to the better days ahead yes. um, and, and Casey thank you for writing an awesome song with us years ago thank you for sticking it out with us uh, as it came together the way of you course. know the way that it did yeah uh, I want to shout out Sarah too for being on the song yeah. and you know being being an awesome 
team player on that. And and also to shout out to Jacob Herlick, who we played him like a like a late demo of the song, and he was like, "I'm just gonna track drums tomorrow, and you're gonna have them." Yeah. Um. So <laughs> shout out, shout out to everybody who and, and and Mike who mixed it and Eric who mastered it. And yes, so, thank yeah. you everyone, a part of this yeah. song. <laughs> shout out to everybody, everybody who had a hand in, in this song, and and thank you, thank you for coming on the show today, of Casey. Of course, thank you guys. I'm so excited. <laughs> We would like to thank Alan C. for supporting Talking Lion on Patreon and Isotope.